0: hey everybody it's me zach welcome to creatoring um remember on the last time capsule episode when i told you that our interview with dustin was the last time capsule i was wrong we actually had one more and this one is a blast and sorry to everybody else but i think we really did save the best for last uh courtney and i in this special time capsule episode are joined by paul tuardo designer from raleigh durham north carolina um i probably butchered his name again i don't know i could re-record this but i don't want to because i want to be real with you guys i want to be honest i don't want to hide behind a mask of editing a mask of adobe audition i don't want to lie to you guys i love you and i want to always be honest with you so thanks for sticking around through our time capsule sessions. I hope you enjoyed this last one and we'll be back with another normal episode with Miranda, Courtney, and I in two weeks. Love you. Bye. Hi, welcome to Creatoring, a podcast where we talk about how people make shit and why they make stuff and how they get sunburned while they do it and uh just the general process of getting crap from your head to a computer or a piece of paper or a pizza box. Uh, that's Courtney. That's Zach. And uh, Hi. Hey Courtney, hey. how are you?
1: Doing great. How are you?
0: Good. I was really close. I got I think the intro was going really well and then I didn't quite know how to make that transition. Usually that jump yeah. is like the easiest
1: I have no but idea. I can't <laughs> <do it. laughs> That's our
0: slogan. (laughs) We have no idea what we're doing. (laughs) I mean, this whole week, I'm just trying to mentally prepare for my kids going on fall break Friday. Yeah. It's like they just got out of a break and we're getting ready to go into the fall one. And it's not even fall yet. Yeah, you're in the
2: car and there's like a cliff at the end. Yeah. You can see it coming.
0: It's it's nuts. But um, as you can hear, Courtney Mm. has not taken up smoking. We are joined by... (laughs) A very handsome gentleman, a very talented, creative, probably one of the nicest folks we've ever had on here. I've only talked to him for like 10 minutes, but I think we're going to do really well. <laughs> um, the uh, the sultan of sweet and savory signs, the purveyor of pizza boxes, the wonderful, fabulous Paul Tawarto, if we were in wow. Italy. Tell me the uh the North Carolina pronunciation again.
2: Oh, that's different. That means nobody can pronounce it. Torto? But if, if you were from my home's original home state in New York, it'd be Torto.
0: Torto. Uh, this is gonna sound incredibly insensitive and you can call me an asshole, but it's it okay. almost sounds like a, a a Squirtle Pokemon evolution.
2: It's probably it. <laughs> if you trace it back.
0: That's <laughs> what it's based on. How are you, Paul?
2: I'm doing great, man. Glad to be with you guys.
0: Uh, We're glad to have you. So, you're from Raleigh. You live in Raleigh-Durham now, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm originally from New York. All my family's from New York. And then uh, with the mass exodus in like 94 down to this area, we moved to Cary, which has the moniker of Central Area of Relocated Yankees, (laughs) which was the deal. Like Everybody on my block growing up was from Jersey or Connecticut and New York. I mean, that's
0: most of what Green Hope was.
2: That's exactly what Green Hope Mm -hmm. was um we'll get back to that later i guess (laughs) but yeah originally from new york but we've been here since i was 10 so um like more north carolinian than i am new york but that (laughs) shit's in your blood and all the family's still back there so we're there a lot my wife's from brooklyn (laughs) so it's the same spiel
0: can't get away from the accent
2: no you can't it's like built in
0: yeah
2: (laughs) if you hurt our folks it's like you you just can't fight against that shit
0: no i'm just gonna like Take this episode and put it with the episode we did with John Contino. Uh, his just, is worse uh, than mine. Yeah. I, I probably
2: don't even sound Southern <laughs> to John. Or sound New Yorkist to John.
0: Who was I talking to the other uh I sell bags at a farmer's market down here in uh, Oak Island, which is where we live, just south of Wilmington, North Carolina.
2: Yeah, those sweet ones the Hood girls designed for yeah, you? Yeah, dude. yeah, dude. Oh, wow. Awesome, you know my man. shit? I, as soon as I Sh- saw those bags.
0: See, look at this dude i'm honored but this lady came up and she's like where are you from i'm like oh virginia north carolina i lived in atlanta for a while she's like well what happened to your accent what this is this is what i got yeah
2: you're at a farmer's market where's your accent yeah (laughs)
1: Kinda lay it on thick just for yeah. that. Well, I mean, yeah, really, <laughs> if you want to get that sale.
0: Oh, I mean, I could have yeah. just broken out, and just you know, kind of get yeah, down in the dirt, and get in the mud, and yeah. kind of just in bed. <laughs> in the in the mud, Courtney. I mean, I guess we could have gotten in bed, but
3: <laughs> that really was the most like
0: ahead. East Coast waspy white guy shit I've ever said. I was at the white at the farmers market when someone asked me about my accent. I'm ashamed of everything we've done so far
2: <laughs> start over
0: yeah it's <laughs> where's the reset button right but so what you're just down here playing hooky. what are yeah. you what you doing down at the beach
2: I just swung down for the day I kind of clear tried to clear up my schedule yesterday tried to wrangle any of these uh, cats and uh raleigh to roll with me but everybody had to actually do real work which Mm. is probably what i'm doing i hope none of my clients listen to this (laughs) but they know the deal it's just all my meetings so it's just you don't know what you're gonna get yeah but uh yeah i uh i missed all the dorian surf last week uh and we're heading up to the mountains this week so or this weekend so i saw this swell kind of popping up so we're you know raleigh's uh, you could be like a day like today nobody's on the road. Right. You could yeah. be sand in the toes and or toes in the sand. Right? Hey, uh, it's all the same. Yeah. Restart again. Yeah. Restart again. <laughs> um, but you can be down there in less than two hours. I mean, sometimes it takes that long to get to Durham. So. Right. So like, yeah. Just go down and do it. So rode down this morning, was back by like two thirty. That's not bad. Still had some time to do something and then hang out with the fam.
0: Yeah. So the tortellinis came with you.
2: Yeah, all the tor- no, the tortellinis were left behind. Yeah. <laughs> you do not get any surfing in when they're on the beach.
0: What, having three little kids running around doesn't help any?
2: Uh, just uh, two right now, unless there's one you guys don't you know about that's <laughs> down there. <laughs> Predict the future. <laughs> I might have left one on the yeah. beach today. That's
0: why I have to. Yeah, we'll find one for you. No, that's cool. But yeah, it was a good day. So you've been down here since you were 10. Mm-hmm. Went to Green Hope. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. It's better than Wave Arena, but we're not going to talk about all of our high school Stuff, um, how do you know Greenough? uh I went to Apex. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. I went to Middle Creek. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, double shit! Yeah, that's crazy.
0: So we probably oh, like, we were neighbors. Ch- yeah. yeah, yeah. When'd you graduate?
2: Uh, '03.
0: Hey, me too. Yeah. And then you went <laughs> to a- you headed up to App State, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, then I went that my brother was going to Appalachian State and it was the only school I applied to. I like that the, the
3: mm-hmm.
2: everybody else that was in, you know, my art classes and stuff like that, everybody was applying to state and um had I not had a brother that went to app, I probably wouldn't have like jumped on that yeah. initially, but they also had the only the only other accredited design school in the state at the yeah. time, I The not other sure one's the deal ECU, is now. right? Yeah, but it wasn't now. then. Okay. Um cuz I definitely, you know, would have gone to Wilmington or ECU just to be closer to the beach. Sure. Um, but I fell in love with Boone just going up there to hang out with my brother. So that was that turned out to be great. I loved it up there. Going down Missing to Asheville,
0: causing trouble.
2: Yeah. But uh, he moved up to Asheville, so that's been our, like, proxy. Oh, know, nice. Going up to Asheville. That's where we're going this weekend. Which oh, fun.
0: okay. Yeah. It's a good time to go before all the leaves change.
2: All the leafers yeah. <laughs> and Floridians show up
1: wondering offhand if since you surf do you snowboard too It'd be a nice. no transition. they didn't
2: like well one snowboarding is damn expensive <laughs> yeah like everything about it is expensive well, you need to pass and yeah. the tag is expensive then you got to drive all the way up there like nothing about it's easy yeah um but it is a shit ton of fun i just like would borrow stuff and go every now and then but food also has like shit for mountains so yeah that kind of stuff like you just glorified ice skating at yeah. that point so, no, I would I would just kind of I, – I played uh, rugby in college, so that was my extracurricular activity. Oh,
3: very cool.
1: Yeah, because I noticed so that you are taking part in these sort of design revolution movements, sports being one of them, baseball. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, tell me more about that, because was that this week that you um, – or go ahead, go for it.
2: It was these – well, it started, the. I, I haven't played baseball since I was a kid, um, and these buddies of mine at the agency that I used to work at, Baldwin Ann, some of the new creative cats there uh, had come from, like, Austin and Miami and stuff like that and played in mm-hmm. these fun sandlot leagues. So they wanted to start the sandlot league, which I'm just oh, cool. a huge fan of the sandlot. I think I'm dressed up as Benny the Jet, like, eight times <laughs> in my
3: life.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of fits, but... Uh, so I joined it with those guys. And then one of the guys who plays the Sandlot baseball with us had been working on this larger project of trying to convince or make a convincing case for Raleigh being one of the new mm-hmm. expansion spots for the MLB teams. Yeah. So he deserves all the credit of like all the MLBs to Raleigh work. His name is Lou Pescucci, Great guy. Um, another kind of like UI, uh, UX mm-hmm. dude. I think he works at IBM. Um, with another dude ryan who's a, another fantastic designer um who was working minor league baseball and now i think is in the area um these guys are gonna rip me to shreds for this i'm sure but um <laughs> they were the ones that kind of compiled all the information that have been setting up these uh these events and what they did was they asked um like a dozen i think designers in the mm-hmm. area to like play pretend and come up mm-hmm. with a name come up with a look come up with the kit and uh we they kind of put it on like a gallery it was awesome it felt like school again yeah it felt like a fucking crit is what it felt like everybody rolling in there like just stand next to me like i don't get it (laughs) cool 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 i don't like blue but um (laughs) they did a great job and it was a ton of fun it was i i kind of played like the art historian and did something based on one of the old raleigh teams but it was just a fun i haven't really worked on anything sports related outside of my old rugby club i don't think i've done yeah. anything else that's like real sports which would be a ton mm-hmm. of fun to do so this was like a fun little toes in the water kind of thing
1: it was cool that you had all the hats embroidered too yeah that
2: was worked. i get they those guys hooked that shit up they they really did it right because the, the hats were done like beautifully sitting right next to all the concepts and then this week they put it, um the hats up to a vote okay and i think the top three hats will get like a short rerun uh, a short run of prints and then um all that money will go to the local boys and girls club and kind of like keep continue out upfitting some of the baseball diamonds in town
1: oh, cool. oh nice
2: unless i pocket it yeah <laughs> that's if i got it, any votes at all but we'll see
1: because <laughs> i recognize one of those marks too as the raleigh reapers did you do that as well
2: no that's my buddy, is that a Luke. buddy? yeah Luke okay buddy. um he was okay. down here recently and uh, that's what we use for our sand Sandlot thing. So he kind of just expanded yeah. in, in that. But yeah, it's good stuff.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed looking through those. Yeah, okay. it was a ton of
2: fun. The event was great. There were a ton of fucking people there.
1: Because mm-hmm. I noticed a lot of... Well, I could go in multiple directions with this, but one of them, it was at... A brewery or is it a transfer? Yeah, to- the
2: gallery oh, show was at Little City Brewing. And then got they've it. been kind of putting the boards up around town. So right now the rest of the boards that are like, you know, your printed display are at yeah. a transfer company. the like okay. food hall in town.
1: Cool. Because as I'm looking at more design projects and just mm-hmm. restaurants going up around Raleigh, it all seems to point back to the assembly, the co-working <laughs> space are here based. That's and true. Then-
2: there are like three of us, myself, Tim Ravis, and – Josh uh, Gajownick, who mm-hmm. do a ton of the hospitality in in town, and uh, we sit right next to one another.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I'd imagine that a lot of your work comes from there too, being able to collaborate with them. Is that right?
2: Yeah, it's it's. Um, I wouldn't consider it like the amount of work that you can kind of count on. Um, yeah. Like to know, like right, I'm just gonna sit back and somebody's gonna toss me something, but um, it's it's. The closest thing to working back in an agency is mm-hmm.
3: like
2: as much as, you know, look to your left, look to your right and ask questions, show your work, tons of resources, you know, like who's done this, who's ever encountered this, what yeah. do you do in this situation? And then at least a few times a year or depending on, we have a couple of junior designers in there and we, thaw- we throw them work all the time. That's just like, you know, overloaded. Who's interested <laughs> in this? Yeah. You know, and just it ping pongs around. Here's a Facebook uh, ad. Yeah. Yeah. You want want to blast us out real fast. Yeah. So now it's been that group. We pass a lot of stuff around, which is cool.
1: That's really cool. Because I was even thinking about another project that you had where you're turning kind of a dream into kind of a mock-up project, what could be. And I don't know that you spearheaded this. I think it was through Baldwin Ann, but the Mm -hmm. Raleigh rebrand, right?
2: Oh, yeah. That was my super good friend, Chad. Uh, It was his concept. He's a, a copywriter. And I think okay. it was his concept um, and maybe Jimmy's I can't remember one of the other art directors back back then but they were the ones that kind of came up with this idea because it was this was this was a precursor to yeah. the assembly doing the real mm-hmm. Raleigh rebrand um, and it was like right at the cusp of like the first like five years that anybody was showing back up in Raleigh and anybody was doing anything and <laughs> uh, everybody was kind of asking for it and we just kind of did it like you know On our own. So we did almost the exact same thing we did with the baseball thing. Yeah. We just did it with all of the designers at Baldwin, more or less. So everybody got a turn. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of fun because we like, you could do as much or as little as you wanted. And some of us went pretty far. Others went really far. Um, Then we had some people outside of it. Josh did one and uh, Matt Wood did one. Yeah. So there was a mix of people doing some stuff.
1: Handing it off, because I but would that imagine... one did
2: end up kind of coming back into fruition a little bit.
1: Yeah, because I filled out one of those surveys. I was so excited um that Raleigh was getting a rebrand. <laughs> we yeah, yeah that. it was much needed. <laughs> yeah,
0: especially um, since everybody left Wilmington, like all the yeah. arts and crafts folks. Everybody went to Atlanta or up to. When Rob. did that happen? Uh, about two years ago, when the bathroom law passed, and the uh, the film industry shit its pants.
2: Oh, you're right. Fuck, yeah. I forgot all about that.
0: Yeah. So, creative folks went, like I said, they moved to Atlanta with Marvel and Fox. Mm-hmm. Or I guess some folks went up to Raleigh with like the design stuff.
3: Yeah, uh,
2: there was a boom there for a second here, and then was that like pre-bust or?
1: In Cary area, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, uh, it was 2017. So yeah. Oh, it, so it was
2: it was more recent. Pretty recent, yeah. Oh,
0: okay. So I don't know if you guys have seen a lot of growth or.
2: Yeah, it's it's. I mean, everything's growing in the Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area. It's it's ridiculous. I call at the Wild West all the time because yeah. mm. there's like nothing was here before, so everything's applicable. It's like anything you'd think of, it's it's fair game uh, if you got the the money and the know how to make it happen. Um, but at the same time, there's not a lot of a lot of the agencies and stuff. Uh, not specifically advertising, but a lot of the design firms and groups. Those left around the, the bust in 08 like okay. they just maybe they lasted three more years and then everybody just kind of shut down so they it's all been, went in-house and stuff yeah a lot of them went in-house including myself ended yeah. up going in-house at uh, fucking uh what was that name? progress like the electricity company sure with a bunch of ex-mckinney people all these <laughs> ad people
0: hmm. were in there that there's like
2: fantastic team working for this stupid freaking utility company in town yeah um
0: yeah i mean that's where the money was and it was scary time. yeah yeah
2: then they feel like everybody needed needed work but uh, the the growth in freelancers in the area has been has been you know a ton which is great but it's also kind of crazy there's like this many creatives and not <laughs> a lot of hubs for them to do work together mm-hmm. right, as a as a firm or something
0: I mean Was that what Go, go ahead. ahead. No you go ahead. You Everybody, know. go ahead.
1: Well, I'll talk <laughs> at, at the same time. time.
0: <laughs> I was going to say the AIGA in Raleigh seems like a uh, a light in the darkness, but even then, when you talk to more people in town, that's even like a niche unto itself. Yeah,
2: a little bit. Yeah, like, but I mean, yeah. Lenny and the crew running over there are, are awesome and always putting together great stuff. Thrive this year was really fun. Yeah. Um, but again, it's that's like it's a little more of a like collective minds and uh just kind of like powwows and hanging out which is great but um i'm kind of waiting for like the next phase of being some some people i don't know if it'll be me or the assembly or anybody else but trying to like actually recreate some like design firms there's a couple in Mm -hmm. town mainlands doing stuff like that and i think um what's the name design army or something like that like no no they're up they're up in washington there's another group around here that's kind of like super small like that. So there's a few, but I'm expecting that to grow.
0: That seems to be, real, maybe this is just in my head and I'm making, I'm just trying to make up stuff to fill in time or maybe it's actually true, but um, the idea of like a design stronghold, like you just mentioned, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of where one exists now. It used to be New York, but so many have broken up there. Maybe the Pacific Northwest, Washington, Oregon, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But Minneapolis
2: has a really big Yeah, isn't that weird
0: Target and everything? You yeah, know?
2: without yeah, I mean there's a lot of big in house there and stuff like yeah. that. But that's always kind of been like a hub for just a ton of creative talent. Uh-huh. I don't know if they have as many like firms and agencies. That's the one thing about like yeah. the city is like you fall backwards into a design studio. Right just full of it. Like it's ridiculous how many freaking little agencies and groups are up there. I don't know if any of them are doing good work, but there is a ton of
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe that the idea of like a hub or a stronghold is dying off with the and everything's
2: freelance everything i mean like i freaking get slow. stuff
0: if i'm getting stuff printed i'm not looking at wilmington i'm going down to yeah. charleston to like grizzly wheeler josh or yeah, yeah sending it to industry in texas you know that's where i because i know they do good work and i'm not limited like you know even yeah. t- five here? Or ten years. yeah <laughs> As long as you don't need a rush job done, you don't have to go to like the dude who bought a direct-to-garment printer and is running it next to a (laughs) um, (laughs) next to a mechanic (laughs) like the guy. This sounds like an actual story. Yeah, I'll show you next time you come down here. Yeah, right next to a breakfast place, but I mean that dude's coming from that smell. (laughs) (laughs) It's right next to the vape shop. Nice, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, how much? I don't want to narrow your style down because all your shit's good. No, thanks. But it seems like a lot of your success is from that willingness to trust the dudes you're sitting next to, the folks you're sitting next to, and then also being willing to say yes to stuff just because you think it seems like fun.
2: Yeah. I'm, i I'm always trying to do something new. There's definitely the stuff that I love to do, which yeah. is all the hospitality stuff, like that. I know I won't get tired of. <laughs> we're Italian, just obsessed with food. Everything about food is always interested in me. I, I cook every night, but go. so that never gets old. Like I, I don't think I will ever get bored of that. Um, but other stuff, you know, you do you do it once, you kind of want to do something else or
3: mm-hmm.
2: do it very differently. Um, I feel like that's the only style I have is that I'm going to do something different than I've done before. Um, so I am trying to, you know, if something pops up and it's maybe not, doesn't fit the rest of my book yeah. as far as like, you know, you, know, you do this kind of work, it's going to be get that kind of work. That's always the case. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it's, it's not going to be like creatively a, a challenge and interesting by the time it's done. Right. So this year, especially I've picked up some stuff that like, if you told me last year, I would have been like, you know, <laughs> I, I doubt I'll say yes to that, but if the if the you know client is cool and uh, more often than not my clients here become friends and we have great relationships those those projects are always yeah. so mm-hmm. much easier and everything falls out of them so much more freely yeah. there's so much more trust that way um, so I've enjoyed that kind of
0: that story you were telling like when you jumped on the Raleigh MLB project for with your buddy because it sounded like it was fun I know people who would have bitched and not done it because it, they're like, oh, that's spec work. I'm not going to get into that. Dream. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, but it's fun, and you get to work with people you trust.
2: Yeah, I mean, and it's one thing if, like, if...
0: If Shaq wants you to do this animation.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. No, it's, it, it's all that context helps. Like, this is a group of dudes trying to do something interesting for talent. So that alone is like, all right, cool. But I was, I would, I knew with that project, I was like, you catching me at the worst fucking time. I had like yeah. three restaurants opening the same two weeks, oh, so I was like, I could do the one that's like already half done. Like mm-hmm. I'll look at the old stuff and make that stuff new. Yeah. I could do that. Um, but everything they're doing and all the cash that's flowing out of it is going back into the community. So like, it's not as though it's going into their pockets, and I'm giving them free work to, you know, to line it up with. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, I was wondering like so you're talking a little bit about how some of these just seem to fall in your lap but are there other directions that you're taking where you're actively trying to niche like do you want to niche more into hospitality or would you take a 90 degree turn do something i'm always
2: down for the 90 degree turn like the hospitality stuff i think will kind of one i'm in a i'm in a uh, an area where that's not going to stop like that's the one thing that this area has Mm -hmm. going (laughs) it's got nothing but new space for new concepts, especially in yeah. food. Like, it's just what everybody wants. They, if they run right, they, they live successful lives. Um, and there's no sh- like shortage of cash behind those kind of things in town. Uh, and mm-hmm. the area is kind of becoming more known for like a real food destination. So as that keeps going, I know the hospitality shit will always be there and I will always want to do that. Um, but outside of that is like, you know, whatever, pops up if it's interesting and everything kind of matches up right and the, the me and the client have a good vibe it's it's yeah. it's good to go yeah i don't really care what the the task is uh just kind of if it's something i don't agree with that would be like the only thing that right might, <laughs> might throw up some red flags but other than that what i haven't done is a very good job of like because it's i guess it's a good thing like if you're if you're busy enough right i'm not like cold calling types of people that I'd like to work with or want to work with. Mm -hmm. Uh, I probably should just start saying no to more shit so I can do that. Um, (laughs) But I mean, that's how I've landed a few of my biggest hospitality things was just originally just reaching out and saying like, Hey, I'd love to work with you. And then it works. Okay. So within other industries that I'd like to work in music and surf and maybe sports, Mm -hmm. like I just haven't done a good job of reaching out to those kind of things, but I gotta find some fucking time
0: first. Yeah. yeah,
2: maybe I could do it.
0: Is that kind of all it is? Yourself? Just the time holding you <laughs> back? Time.
2: I think so. Yeah. It's the only thing I could think of that's like why wouldn't I, you know, spend more time trying to actively get that stuff? So it was like, well, time is one of it and if I already have commitments, you know, then I got to wait a few months and then reach out to those people, but I'll probably have something lined up by then. And you know, if you got kids, it's like, well, I better say yes to the thing <laughs> that's actually right here. Right to yeah, so, so Pay for some food.
1: Yeah, I was checking out all of your interests, and I think Where am I, I got like a
2: blurb. Where did I put them?
0: Yeah, I want to yeah. see this list of interests. <laughs> what do you got? Paul's really into donuts, <laughs> whiskey, and future fonts.
2: Yeah. Paul, am I telling you my interests, or are you telling me my interests? <laughs> I thought telling you, you had a list. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just make them. Outer up. space.
2: I am very interested in space. I listened to a two-hour podcast on the way to the beach today. What's that? With professor brian cox i don't listen to like any podcast outside of you guys uh, another food related <laughs> one maybe every now and then uh, uh the design matters and stuff like that but oh, yeah. i don't know if it's the same for you guys at work i can't really like i all i want to do is listen to you know interesting people talk about interesting things but if i'm working i'll i'll feel like i didn't hear anything by the time yeah. i'm done like i'll i'll either stop working and listen mm-hmm. which is great book counterproductive, productive or I'll blast through work and then by the end of it I was like, what the fuck did I just listen to? I know yeah. this is something really important, especially if I'm listening to science shit. It's like, shit, I missed that whole thing. Now I don't know anything and all I can say is I listened to that podcast.
0: <laughs> but yeah. I really didn't. No, that shit will throw off my I can't listen to music or podcasts while I'm doing animation stuff. It just throws. That, my guess, time that makes there. sense
1: yeah. though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed by people who can write and listen to podcasts. Like as if that's a thing, <laughs> and absorb both.
2: They got a problem.
0: Yeah. <laughs> start writing down the multitasking. We'll yeah. Yeah. it, and then you're. Oh well, yeah, they just write down everything they hear. Are you guys making? Who's making the hot sauce?
2: Oh, that's me and my family.
0: Nice. So you're yeah, in so there with the a... you're in there with the ghost peppers and the rubber gloves. Uh, I was there
2: last week. Yeah, we cooked the uh, <laughs> two two big batches last week for some fun stuff coming up. So that's yeah. right now. It's like a, a passion project of the family. Mm-hmm. My dad's a, a chili nut, and uh, I helped him make all the shit for it. And now me and me and him run the kind of like day to day stuff. My little brother is up in Manhattan. He does a lot of our kind of like PR and uh, kind of additional sales and stuff like that. And then my older brother is an attorney, so he helps us on that side of oh, things when we need nice. it. But yeah, it's fun. Would you it's, say the middle did. brother does? I'm the middle. Okay. And I got a younger brother who is, um, he's in New York,
0: doing and he's what? a musician, okay. and
2: he's an artist, and he works for a Mezcal company, but for us, for Vesta, he kind of helps us with, like, social PR, sales, stuff like that.
0: Well, I, the, t- the oldest is the lawyer. I just, like, yeah. the youngest one's a doctor or something. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out which one's the black sheep.
2: Oh, fuck. <laughs> it was my little brother for the longest time, and now he's doing better and making more money than all of us, so we should have <laughs> seen that shit coming.
0: How'd that start at the hot sauce? That's so probably
2: me yeah uh my dad started when um he was when in i cellos. got out of school in like oh seven yeah. i came home and he had the idea he was like I, you know I, I think he read like some entrepreneur book and my mom's an entrepreneur and uh uh he was like i just i've been making that he was making it for the family forever like some version of it forever yeah. um and it just became this thing that he like had to take with him to any events people wanted it there
0: nice
2: um and then he had the idea after reading some book, he's like, let's let's see if we could sell it your way, like go down to the farmer's market and see if we could yeah. sell a few <laughs> jars and see what people think. And it just kind of, it went really well for like the first four or five years, like kind of like that, like just small uh-huh. scale, maybe one or two stores. And then we redesigned everything, repackaged everything and got into Whole Foods and that, at oh, least shit. in the state. And that kind of changed it, you know, uh, that made it much easier to get it into, smaller retailers and do more stuff with people in town and get into more restaurants and shit like that.
1: Oh, wow. Is that Bump a full-time online sales? A full-time gig for anybody or you're doing no, this on the side? Yet. Okay. Just on the
2: side. Pops will retire probably in like a year. And then hopefully we could, we could kind of refocus on it a little bit. But right now it's, it's strictly just like a side hustle.
1: Yeah. That's impressive.
2: That's yeah, it's fun. How
1: do you even get in or how, or I have no idea how you get into Whole Foods. Do you cold call them?
2: like what do do you do you do and hope that somebody gets back to you at some point i think we just kind of kept going in there and like asking for the grocer manager and then and uh i think we just it ended up being like it was compelling enough looking now that we kind of redesigned it yeah and then we had some numbers behind it which was different originally like we didn't Mm -hmm. have sales numbers and stuff like that so we had that kind of stuff and tried to get it into the one right here in Raleigh. And that was the first mm-hmm. one. And then from there, it made it much easier to get it in the state.
1: Oh, wow. So yeah, it's all so in we, North Carolina right now?
2: Yeah, just in North Carolina. Each state has like their own buyer. So you got to do this fucking cold call thing with every Again. state apparently. Um, and because it's it's just a passion project of ours, like if we got too big right now and kind of went oh, after yeah. that, we'd both be, you know, kind of screwed.
3: Yeah. Exactly. We, don't have like a, we
2: don't have a large like a large enough uh, production setup right now. It's, mm-hmm. it's me and my pops in there cooking maybe every two weeks or something like that.
3: Yeah.
1: I see how the but lawyer it's... would help too because don't you yeah, have yeah. to be licensed or something for food?
2: Yeah, it's all that kind of stuff. Just making sure you're kind of clear.
1: Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. How's it going, Zach? <laughs> Missy. What he's up to for a second.
0: Oh, are yeah, y'all waiting for me? Yeah, just want yeah, to make we're sure we're good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm buying some hot sauce.
2: <laughs> <Gave> <laughs> straight. That was my, that was my, My the contract you guys signed before I took this gig, right? Mm-hmm. you got to buy two cases, maybe I'll show up.
0: <laughs> Face ID makes for really good audio. All right, cool. There it is. I'll let awesome. everybody know how it is in a couple, in a week or so. How long is it, how long is that going to take me to get, Paul?
2: The hot sauce?
0: Yeah, the I got the hot.
2: Oh, you're right in Wilmington, so I'll probably be there in like. Uh, my dad will probably send it out tomorrow, I there you guarantee, go. and it'll probably be there in like three days, four
0: days. <laughs> the hot, I think, is the only one I could really handle.
2: We'll start there. If you if you don't like if you're not like a. It's, they're not meant for like super chili heads. We go to this hot sauce expo in New York. Yeah. Like every oh, this other is year.
0: a dry. This is like a dry rub. If anybody's yeah. interested. Kind
2: of. Yeah. yeah. You, you'll once you try it, you'll know exactly what to do with it. Which is, you could use it just like a hot sauce. Put it on anything, but it's right. not meant to blow you out.
0: It's kind of like what yeah. I do with Old Bay, which is probably a copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lather no, it. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, hey, dude, Courtney, you can make fun of me. Old Bay wings. It's delicious. Old Bay <laughs> yeah. hot wings. Are so good. Yeah. How'd you get sucked into Burt's Bees?
2: Uh, how did I get doing all the Burt's Bees stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that was through they were our uh, one of our uh, we were one of their AOR agencies because uh, you've got. When the I fo- started at Baldwin.
0: You've got the photography listed on here. What what were you doing yeah. with that stuff?
2: Uh, you're just browsing through the site. This shit's old too. <laughs> uh, I was doing all the photography, so that was all like in studio stuff. Uh, we had a we have a small studio at Baldwin.
0: So you're up um, there with the with your Canon. Mm-hmm. dslr yeah or your iphone i'm not gonna whatever you got
2: those that, that was a big canon like a big uh what do you call it 10 i forget the fucking name of that one because it was bob's <laughs> it was my creative director
0: canon 10 that sounds good canon <laughs> ten. number yeah. 10 yeah the big
2: one um <laughs> but yeah just uh that was funny. it was uh that was a lot of social stuff And now did you uh, ask to do
0: photography or they're like hey paul Get in there. No, it the was camera. hey Paul. You know yeah. how to use a,
2: a camera? That was Bob all the way. He was like, Paul, you take these shots. You know how to use this camera?
0: That's kind of like, right. yeah. I started it as great. a photographer, and they're like, hey, you know how to do Photoshop? Make this poster. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's uh, not the same thing at all.
3: Yeah,
2: I kind of miss doing photography like that, but I was doing a lot of it for like just small little shoots like that, just to get some shit up on social or uh, some small little ads and stuff like that. I know so it got just, pretty intensive for a time there but i kind of miss doing it
0: i know it's just iphone stuff but if you took half of this stuff on instagram you've got a good eye for it
2: No, oh, thanks bud
0: i mean it's fun yeah just get out there and
2: no i paid it. an influencer to make all that
3: shit
2: <laughs> 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 my influencer i'd be mean my four-year-old there you <laughs> go, go <ahead. laughs> get it right man get the light right
0: She's oh. <laughs> standing there with you holding a lamp up. yeah with a the... bounce like come yeah. on
2: hold it straight
0: so you I got like two, four. two kids, four, and how old?
2: And like one and some change, like 16, 17 months. something
0: Oh wow! Like that. Just just starting walking yet, or?
2: Oh uh, yeah, she's she's grooving. She started that like ten months following her yeah. older brother.
0: That's awesome.
2: So yeah, deep in the trenches, yeah. but having mm-hmm. a good time.
0: Um. So, are you married too, or what's up with mm-hmm. that? How long have you guys been married?
2: Uh, it'll be ten years this year.
0: Oh, congratulations!
2: Yeah, thanks.
0: Uh. Hope most of them were pretty good. Yeah, they were all right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, we met. We met. She moved here the exact same year from Brooklyn, Megan, and uh, we didn't meet until high school. When we you were like, 10? When I was 10, she moved here the same so time. So, like 95, oh, wow. 96. Yeah, 94. Yeah. And um, she lived like three miles away from me. I think we swam against each other <laughs> and never met until high school. And we've been together since high school.
0: Oh, wow. Mm mm-hmm. Those stories always sound sweet, but it also sounds kind of creepy, too. Like, I'm that's glad awesome. you guys were both in high school and, like, you weren't at App State. And you were visiting the high school, and that's when you found her. Like, it's always better, like, that you met in high school and not, like, you went to App State and then came back to visit for, like, homecoming. Yeah, and that's, that's a way went... better story. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's more of my little brother's story. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope he's listening to this. No, you we'll know look get him about. on next. Like, what's wait, his what's name? What's a podcast?
3: <laughs> Chris.
0: <laughs> Chris, you hear this shit he's saying?
2: Yeah. Um, Wouldn't it be a podcast if I didn't bust (laughs) one of these guys'
0: balls? No, Mm -hmm. you have to. So what's what's going on at Assembly? What's coming up?
2: Oh, man. Well, the Assembly's kind of – we've gone through – when it started, there were – it was kind of funny. I was at Baldwin, and a few of the guys, Gino, that started it, uh, Gino and Josh and these guys, sat upstairs. They rented desks the exact same way we're renting desks right now. Okay. But uh, when we started the assembly, we had a space right around the corner from where we are now. Um, and we're in there for like a year and a half. And that was the time that they, we kind of, as a group, did the rebrand for Raleigh project. We did some stuff for South by Southeast or South by Southwest. I'm not getting any of my names right today. <laughs> um, so we did like a collection of projects together where we kind of like assembled the team based on what the project needed and re- you know, answered the RFPs that way. Mm-hmm. but then we moved out of that space and all rent desks back at my old agency now. So we're still in there, but a lot of the partners have kind of left the, the group because we don't have a place anymore. You know, it's like, it's not really a standalone establishment business like it was. Right. So right now it's, um, it's a little bit more like we were talking about before. It's a, it's a group of freelance creatives that are all, I wouldn't, nobody's at the same, like exact same level. But everybody's dedicated to their craft in this community, or not. But um, uh, and we all kind of share the space together, so we can kind of act together when we want to, team up together when we want to. Um, and it's all it's loose. But if we have to really uh, build out a bigger team, we have the ability to do so. But I would say yeah. you know, eighty percent of the time, everybody's working only on their own, and maybe there's mm-hmm. like one or two projects where we're working together or hire somebody in you know in the group to do something else for you. So uh, I think the future will probably stay like that for a little while. Um, I don't know if we'll ever get another like dedicated space of our own. Yeah. Until the right thing showed up, Raleigh's just like the real estate here is just fucking crazy. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like oh, well, if we can rent these desks in here, it's pretty good. Right. Pretty good <laughs> desks in here, and we work with the guys at Baldwin. You know, everybody in there, they throw us up some work all the time. So it's it's a good setup right now.
0: Yeah, nice. If you can't find anything there, you can just go look in Cary or Apex or. Yeah, Durham even.
2: Duh, for Durham for sure. I'm glad I've gotten like three or four new projects this year, or the past two years, with Durham clients, which means I get to have like a Durham day a week, which yeah. is the the jam. I love that.
0: I mean, you can throw a rock and hit a new restaurant. I mean, oh, yeah. it's
2: amazing. Yeah.
0: And until the, the gas leak explosion, when was that? Like last so, year? Man, that was no, that was
2: this year. Earlier this year.
0: Yeah. So now there'll be that new shit's stuff coming. Still
2: in a, that thing's still in a heap
0: no, my day, you know, the office where my day job is, it's right across the street from all where all that I went down. So. Oh, no shit. So yeah, it's all still bordered up. and. Yeah, man. Um, so what else are you into, Paul? I mean, I'm looking at your work, trying to figure out and pick like what I would guess your influences are, like what your hobbies are. And I can't pin you down, man. I mean, like <laughs> with the fig bars and the fruit bars how much of that shit like draws from your influences and how much draws directly from what your clients are asking you to put out there?
2: Um, I think fortunately nowadays, and this is kind of like one of those red flags i talked about before. Like I tend to, if there's things I say no to, it's usually in that second bucket where it's like the client is kind of just telling you what they want.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Those, those are the projects I don't get that excited about because it doesn't Require anything of you, and you know, with yeah. x amount of experience under my belt, I don't know how long I've been doing this—2007, so 12 years or so. Like, but what's the fucking fun in that?
3: Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Fun. One, you don't, shouldn't have to. You shouldn't pay me this much to just me make what you want. But um, so I tend to say no to the stuff that feels like it's just going to be there and ready to go. So, for that project, for instance, with Mark at Big Spoon. All he knew was he you know, needed new packaging, wanted to get away kind of from what he had mm-hmm. and opened it up to me because he loved some of the other packaging things I had done, which are so different than that. But yeah. he just, this is the part I love about these kind of relationships is they just give you the trust. It's like, It's like what I always wanted the, our clients in advertising to do, which is like, you hired us to do, you hired us for a fucking reason mm-hmm. yeah, because we're good at this thing that we do. Don't tell us what to do in that that role that you just hired us for let us do the thing you paid us to do and um a lot of my clients now are like that where they just kind of not I wouldn't say hand over the reins but they just appreciate you know someone who is you know as passionate for what they're doing as i am and um, just let you offer up some concepts and that was one of maybe six concepts for that project and it just kind of fit the bill it was somewhere in between worlds for him it yeah. was a collection of old italian um etchings and color things that were within the public domain but it gets a little tricky when you're in when you're mm-hmm. doing packaging and stuff like that oh, um so i had to work with an art buyer and stuff like that on that but um ended up just kind of being between like something completely new and fresh that didn't look like his stuff because mm-hmm. he has a pretty wide base and then what he did have and the things that were recognizable which were these old black and white etchings so it just kind of fell in between that nice yeah but uh i guess back to your question like um interest any anything anything italian i'm very interested in i'm, I'm kind of like self self-proclaimed nut for my own culture which is kind of lame but um it's also like not fully my own you know italian american yeah. fourth generation so it's something i've like grown re-passionate about
3: mm-hmm.
2: um but whether that's like i think in my design work it comes up probably more than just um some of my other project and Direction work.
0: I was going to say, I really break it down for me a little bit like what that being the American Italian means to you because all I've got to really lean on, I'm not American Italian, is just the stereotypes and the jokes we could come up with. But I want to know what it means to break it down for me. What does that mean?
2: I I mean, do you just like old it's different for a lot of different Italian Americans? I I think I'm not talking to
0: them, Paul. What do you yeah
2: That's right, you're not on this podcast, guys.
0: your dad looks like, like a kick-ass guitar time. player and he is. Like rock star, but I'm not talking to program, your dad.
2: Yeah, no, you, We'll get him on next time. <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll work that in.
2: You guys are yell that, but he'll, he thinks he's just talking to you. <laughs> Good, he'll listen to this too, and he's going to be upset too. Uh, I don't know. Um, there's the obvious part of it, which is like our – the culture we grew up with, especially when we moved down here, yeah. very different than everybody around us. But up there, it wasn't so different. In New York, it's obviously not that different. But even then, like each family does things differently. They come, not, they don't all come from drastically different places because the majority of people who immigrated came from the same area of Italy. But um, for me, it's always just kind of been this toss up of like how much of one thing I am I more than the other? There's the obvious mm-hmm. one is like, you know, I didn't speak Italian until I went and lived over there for a little while. Nobody in the family really spoke Italian, but um, everything about it and, you know, like the things that we love the most about it culturally, I just kind of took on a crazier interest with than some of my other, you know, brothers or family or stuff like that. So I've, I kind of dive deep into it, whether it's food or design or artwork and stuff like that. I've always been a little more entrenched. Yeah. Uh, And that part comes, I feel I, I, not so much that I try to, but it's it's it, in my mind. It's very relevant when I'm designing, and when I get to do those kind of projects, it's like, forget <laughs> it. Those are those are the best.
0: Did you just say forget about it at the end of this? I sentence? said forget it. Okay. I didn't say forget about it. Okay.
2: Forget it. I'll end it there.
0: <laughs> I always just stop
2: it there. That's more of a Jersey thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not super familiar with Italian design, but looking it up really quickly, <laughs> a lot of. Medium weight fonts, a lot of bold, confident shapes, a lot of kind of uh, classic, not cliches, but there's a lot of strength in it. Like you can yeah, tell, nothing, there's a it's not subtle at all. There's a big foundation behind it. It's it's yeah, a I lot mean, of like we're standing, you know, the whole idea of like standing on the shoulders of giants. Like, mm-hmm. this stuff is solid. You look at it, and it's like, it's not going anywhere. You look at some Swish design, you know, the Bauhaus stuff, and some of it sure. just looks like it can just blow away. But this Italian shit's just staying there. Yeah. Just and it's going to look good in it, too. Yeah. There's I don't a know lot of like green. a matter
2: of being around it. Like, <laughs> yeah. those kind of, like, names or brands or things were, like, around maybe more than others, and it just kind of stuck that way. But um, we're an artistic family, too. My, my dad and my mom are, too, so there was, you know, that's hmm. that interest in in knowledge of those names, whether they were Italian or just classical stuff, was first. And then when I went into design school, I just got a little more now. I had a, a way to kind of ask and research about some of those things. Um, and yeah, it's just nothing about it. it's like subtle, it's it's strong, it's it's interesting, and there's a lot of repetition, there's a lot of bold shapes and yeah. all the futurist work with Depero and you see in all the work for like um
0: Uh, for a fucking, what do you
2: call it? Um, Campari and stuff like that. The artist that got to do work for Campari or Pintori who did all the work for the the typewriters. Like that stuff is like, you see it. It's so quintessentially well-designed and I just got kind of obsessed with that. So that stuff's always kind of like (laughs) top of my mind, but only when it really makes the most sense. I don't like try and push that shit into designs where it doesn't fucking make any sense.
0: It's almost like a warm, welcoming, brutalist design. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. If that makes, and I, I mean, like there's, brutalist there's stuff. Some fascism in there for a good yeah. chunk of it. So <laughs> it's brutalist for sure.
0: I mean, there's like, if I got this Italian chair, I know this chair is gonna hold me up. I'm gonna be comfortable, and I'm gonna, this chair is gonna keep me going. Yeah, yeah. and it's gonna look pretty good. <laughs> yeah, where's some? Of,
2: and it might be really fast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I I love seeing, so. Now that I've looked at some of the stuff when we talked about it, Whiskey Kitchen, Crawford Sons, it's just there. It just looks solid. Like oh, that, thanks, sh- man. that shit's gonna last if they can take care of it.
2: Yeah, I hope so. They're doing. They're all doing. So, they're doing good so far. I haven't had any like clients since I actually went freelance. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't like something I was doing freelance when I was younger. That has has closed down. So I'm not gonna <laughs> work. <laughs> but they're all doing really well.
0: I can even like well with nomadic and um, liger. Oh, what's this other one too? Choice cuts.
2: Oh, choice cuts is cool. That was a yeah. dude. That was another designer, Talison, who was uh, he worked on one of the other crazy successful restaurants in town, Bavana Brewery, Bavana. Oh yeah. Uh, him and uh, this other dude, Riley, did the branding for that. He's out in I think Talison's in Portland, but he has a series of like. Um, uh, just like mixtapes that he puts on Spotify cool. and have been doing that for a while. And that was one of those ones. Where it was like, you're a rad dude. You got this awesome music that I listen to all the time. He asked me if I wanted to work on it for whatever. And it was just like, yeah, fuck. And of course I want to do that. Right. And it was in the music world, which my family's world musicians too. So it was like, yeah, let's do this. That sounds great. And he was like, you, what do you want to do? He's like, I don't care. You draw something. Like, all right. So, just I th- drew a bunch of silly shit and drew some wavy, <laughs> wavy letters and had a freaking blast. It stuff's like real, real fun and loose and vibey. So yeah. it, it kind of fit the, fit the bill.
0: No, I love it. And uh, yeah, the more we talk about your family, I'm just like, man, you, you didn't have any choice. No, to end up we here. didn't. We're
2: all, we're all entrepreneurs at this point. Each, yeah. All five of us in the family have our own business. It's, it was inevitable.
0: That's amazing. And how close you guys have stayed to you. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've grew. I'm the oldest of four and uh, it's kind of a rough growing up. Um, like abusive dad and oh yeah early divorce. We moved I went to seven different high schools. Oh man. And so like to come back now and all my brothers live close and they're getting married and having kids and we're all yeah. coming back and being connected, I'm like jealous of that that relationship that you're talking about. So to see you guys Grow and nurture that, and use it to make each other better is really cool to see, and I think yeah we're just, fortunate. Yeah, but you also have found that with your friends too, friends, coworkers, whatever you want to call them. I mean, like you said, look to the left, look to the right. If you can find anybody worth their weight and salt to work with, yeah, hold you know hold on to them and work with them.
2: I think that's a big reason a lot of us have remained in this area too is the the ability to kind of nurture those relationships and be like. You kind of can't be in far proximity from anybody. This place is too mm-hmm. damn small. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and the circles are too small. Like, it's it's kind of a funny thing we say it all the time. And the space is like, there's kind of like no dick designers in Raleigh because you can't be. Like, if you're gonna be a dick, you're just not gonna get any work, man. It's the same with yeah. the restaurateurs and stuff like that. Like, if you're just not gonna be cool, find another fucking town.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like,
2: this place is too small for that shit, and there's too yeah. many good people doing good stuff stop wasting everybody's fucking time.
0: No, for sure. Cause they don't last long. People that nah. are, yeah, ask just in this industry, I, at least most you of them can are, get a
2: lot of good. You could get a lot of work. Yeah. You probably be in like a silo somewhere.
0: At least a lot of them keep it to Twitter Just stay off of Twitter and you'll never oh, know man. who's an asshole.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys do a lot of design Twitter nonsense? That's one world. I don't I don't really enjoy like any design bashing at all. Some people get off on that stuff, but shit drives me crazy. It doesn't mean I won't watch, but it drives me crazy.
0: See, this I'm getting ready to say something that you would never hear on like Debbie's show or any other like (laughs) good design show. But I didn't know Memphis was an Italian design movement. Memphis, yeah, like the '80s shit with like the squiggly oh, lines. Oh yeah, all the deco work. Yeah, 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 that's some good shit. That's why there. it's deep, man. There's yeah. just
2: a lot of. It's, I mean, every every culture's got something to throw in there. I'm just predisposed or predisposed <laughs> to liking one, and it just happens to be the best one. Yeah. But that's okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm. uh I think my one of my brothers did one of the DNA test kind of things. Yeah. It's like, where'd you come from? It's like, there's some. uh It's mostly Eastern European with some, like, Scottish and Irish stone in there, and then a lot of generations American. So the the most design movement I have is, like, sign painting.
2: Hey. (laughs) 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 Shit's making a comeback, man. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's about it for me.
2: That's our ephemera, you know? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm trying, you know, cheap, kitschy shit, like some bandanas and <laughs> mickey mouse <laughs> that's what I,
2: the, I, I feel like that like the my obsession with the italian like type and design stuff that's yeah. always kind of like like it's back there but a lot of people clients it's, it doesn't fit the atmosphere all the time so then my other kind of interest in you know like weird kind of wacky old surf shit and old skate shit and a lot of old music stuff like that was same as any freaking designer like drawing albums, wanting to make albums, <laughs> redrawing logos from albums. Like that was, yeah. all that stuff is very, in my mind again, it's like very much like, where do I start? Oh, what did I like? Oh, I like that thing. I like the shape of that thing. I remember drawing that thing. Like those, it always ends up being where I start coming from those kind of just weird little interests. Yeah. And then somehow it makes its way to being some version of a, a style.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. Putting it together. Because, yeah, how did you know you wanted to get into design? Was it from when you uh, were young?
2: Yeah, when I was in high school, um, I think like the first AP art class I had, maybe as like a sophomore or something like that, mm-hmm. um, we got to f- like start learning about, we probably learned about like Massimo or something like that. And a couple of things just kind of hit off. And I was obsessive about like surf. Culture and like yeah. all the logos associated with that. Um, I wasn't even really surfing at that point. Maybe I was like freshman year. Um, but I'd always been around it. We're from like a beach town, close to the beach town in New York. So it was like everything that we saw, the old body glove and Ocean Pacific and had an old rip curl. I still upstairs like purple and black yeah. rip curl uh, wetsuit. Um, so I think I was just like wanting to draw that stuff all over everything. And then I realized mm-hmm. that that was a profession. <laughs> Once she showed me some examples, like, here's the iHeart New York that uh, – oh, cool. Yeah, Glazer. <laughs> like, uh, Glazer. Yeah, we were just talking about him yesterday with Joey because he was on the other the podcast with those guys. We were just talking about it yesterday. That's why I blanked out. But anyways, yeah. just, like, she showed me something, and then I realized that was a profession, and then just kind of, like, started making designs rather than, like, my normal artwork in school. Like, just started making the the painting i was supposed to make ended up being like the fake album cover to my own album like kind of thing oh, i was like yeah. All right, so i'm going to try applying that and just kind of kept going that way so i kind of as soon as i knew i could do it i wanted to do it
1: do you feel like that informed your style a little bit then cuz your work doesn't seem so like xy axis very neat and put together like it seems like there's some more of abstract handmade element to it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it was like the, the professors I had when I s- like actually started learning about why you do things a certain yeah. way and what that means and how to how to digest it and how it communicates. Um, but I feel like I'm always trying to, I'm not really trying to put my specific stamp on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm de- I know I'm definitely not one of those designers who's like, I'm going to hire you to make a Paul Torto logo. Like that, yeah. to me that wouldn't make any fucking sense because I don't know what that that is <laughs> opposed to some other, you know, designers or some other groups that like, you know, they kind of interchange them. It doesn't matter who the company is. You could probably interchange them and they, they, you know, exactly who made it. Right. Um, so maybe just from that training, I, I feel a little more classic in that way or like classically trained in the fact that like, I'm going to try and make something that fits the, the client the best that I can. And it will inevitably come out looking like I executed it. It probably won't look like the last logo I made. Right. It probably won't look like the last campaign that I did. Uh, That just kind of happens on its own. I'm not – the only thing I'm trying to do is not do the same thing twice.
1: Yeah, totally. Because, yeah, I saw that neon sign you did. Was that the first time you ever made a neon sign?
2: That was the first time I got to design one from scratch. Mm. Nice. I've made one that was like, hey, we have this space – What would you do? Kind of stuff like that. But uh, for Jolie, we got to just, we knew we wanted like a a corner, a corner sign like you might find in Paris. And then it was like, all right, well, what are we going to do? We have, we have X amount of room to put something and we wanted to go really big, but there's a bunch of poles and shit in the way. Yeah. So we had to kind of rejigger, but that was, yeah, that was a ton of fun.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. Or I just really admire that. And people like you're not afraid at all of trying new things. You want that, and you're gonna figure it out and source like the manufacturers and all this stuff. Figure out how to put a neon sign together. Um, yeah, I mean,
2: it's the benefit of having a resource pool around you. Yeah. And whether it's next to you or you just have the ability to communicate with them, um, is great when you're working on stuff like that. Especially for like something like a restaurant. Like if you could do it locally, that's gonna probably mean that it happens more than shouting on twitter hey where should i get a fucking neon sign right like here out here in ohio like all right let me let me make sure they got the budget for that um but that's you know those things that are like brand new that i've never done before are always the most exciting and i feel like we have like a good enough resource pool around us and expertise and people who have done enough shit to be like who's done anything like this before
3: Mm-hmm.
2: where should I start? Who have you worked with? Who did you like? Who did you like? Um, and and try and tackle it from there.
1: Yeah. Because mm-hmm. whenever you're designing these elements for a hospitality business or a restaurant, do you kind of have an idea of, I know it's more of a collaboration with them. Like you knew it was going to be a French restaurant. So did you come up with some ideas for them to choose from or what did that creative process look like with Scott?
2: Um, yeah, the restaurants are, the way I try to tackle restaurants is always more of a and as a, a designer first and then an art director second or maybe like a, I guess you'd say like a creative director depending on the role of it but um, restaurants are interesting and they're kind of so much fun because they they remind me of the work that I did as a AD yeah. in advertising where it's like you're not just going to design this one thing and hand it off that's not mm-hmm. it, you're not even going to design this one thing and print it and that's it which is also awesome It's it's you're going to design this experience top to bottom that people are going to live in and with potentially for years. And it's got to be flexible in that Mm -hmm. way, but it's got to be interesting all the time. It's got to actually work, which is (laughs) super fucking important. Um, So from the get-go, each one is trying to like really nail down like the the concept itself, like try to get to the core of like, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? How do you want to do it? how do you want people to receive it? What do you want them to say about it? Like you're trying to dig into that stuff as much as you can, because at the end of the day, you know, it's, you're trying to leave people with a, a, often a very new experience Mm -hmm. and something that's, you know, uh, especially here is new to the area, but, um, something that, you know, lasts and is meaningful to you and to your client who's spending all their fucking heart and soul to build this thing. Oh yeah. Restaurants are ridiculous, man. They're the, craziest and riskiest business in the world but the people who do them are equally crazy and passionate yeah they're nuts they all know they're nuts
1: <laughs> you're almost yeah. like you're making a destination for-
2: absolutely a i mean if they do it right if everybody does their job right it should be something that people come you know far and you know far to see mm-hmm. and you know something that they take home and want to tell other people to come to yeah and all of that means that it will be a success for that person who's opening it. But at the end of the day, it's also got to work. Like that's that part gets. It's easy enough when you're blasting stuff online and like putting up uh, comp shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, that would be. Of course, that'd be cool if your menu had 18 pages on different paper. But that is mm-hmm. impossible. Like, yeah. That just will not <laughs> work unless Keep you up. have a weekly budget to print those things. Yeah. Of a few thousand dollars, that shit's not gonna happen. It's got to actually function. And that's always – that's the real fun of the puzzle is, like, how can you do it the way you want to do it and it still function? That yeah. part feels a lot like, uh, like doing campaigns or something like that.
1: Yeah, because are you doing their menu every time they update it too? Or is that something on that? Uh, it
2: depends. Some clients I do just because it's fast. Um, other clients like Crawford & Son, who Chef Crawford changes his menu probably, like, once a week. <laughs> so I've just set them up with the ability and the know-how to do it. We have this conversation in the space all the time of like, you know, for, for us and for a client who really wants like the flexibility to have a beautiful standout menu that's unique and, you know, lets you, the designer really flex, um, you'd want to use tools that you're comfortable in, but that means that they, if they're going to be the ones updating it or maintaining Mm -hmm. it, that they have to have the software and know how to use the software and not break all the shit.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
2: But there's other, like, so for myself and for Josh, I know we use InDesign for a lot of it, but uh, you still have to kind of teach them how to do stuff like that. Whereas I've talked to um, Alvin Dieck down in Atlanta with uh, Family Bros. Mm-hmm. Their work is like such an inspiration, man. Those guys are fucking incredible. So and they use Word for like half their shit. Are and I have sure? no idea how they do that stuff. Are you for real? I don't even know how to use Word well enough to, like, do another like a something I'd want to do. <laughs> I I guess the back's just like cut up and it's just got a bunch of, you know, PNGs behind it or something like that. But it it baffles me uh, that people can put it together that way. I I don't know Word well enough. Like I'm sure I could, but I definitely don't want to spend the time learning Word well enough.
1: Or I try to make editable PDFs and be like, oh, just download this font and change this line. But even that just depends. A lot of people that I've run into lately want to use Publisher. And I'm really <laughs> trying not to do that. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's one more thing for me to learn. Yeah. All right. I mean, pay for me to pay for me to fucking you know, like, <laughs> watch Linda.com tutorials and figure out what the hell the fuck to use it. <laughs> so you could use it. You probably don't know how to use it. Yeah. Yeah. That is a challenge. Yeah.
1: The big puzzle. That's the thing I love about design is just that it's a puzzle, but it's a visual one. Yeah. Um.
0: Let's see. Don't don't lie what? to me right now, Paul. But how mm. many menus do you have sitting in your house?
2: Um, I don't. They're not here as much as they are at my desk. Yeah. At the at, <laughs> at Baldwin, and there are a ton yeah. over there, especially this year. I think I've helped open like four places already, and there's one more opening next week. So I got a lot of fucking oh, wow. menus all over the place. I've done one. And everybody restaurant. did like everybody did like loft. Uh, Launch menus and soft openings and special yeah. things on the site. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking menus, but I love doing them.
0: I have w- I've done one restaurant and I've got like a stack of menus, probably like yeah. two or three inches tall.
2: There's a lot of trial <laughs> and error, man.
0: <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, and so- even
2: that I try to do something different each time. But that's what's kind of weird is I feel like I have this great book, um, menu design in America, that I got from my buddy's shop around the block. It's huh. a Toshin book that has just like just early 1900s menus from all across America and they're so fucking cool. Every single one of them is like more unique than the other. But it's because those shits didn't change. You know, like you made a menu and that's the menu. It was probably Mm going to last for like five years. Maybe they change a price because of inflation. But nowadays, especially like in the restaurant atmosphere here, just throughout America, I guess it's, yeah, it's probably more American than anywhere else. But like, to change your menu is to have a interesting restaurant. Like if you're not um, really showing your seasonality, yeah, you, you know you're you're like a step behind. Or if you're not doing that, then you have like your standard menu, and then you got to have some other menu somewhere else that has all the specials yeah. and all seasonal shit and stuff like that. So it's like the flexibility is intrinsic in what you have to start. Like you have to start thinking about it that way. Otherwise, you could just go nuts because I try to do something different each time with the menus, but a lot of the a lot of the projects I work on need the ability to be flexible and for it to be efficient. Like, you know, I can't cut a new die every time I need menus, man. I can't you know get a new plate to do that gold leaf every fucking time. It's not going to (laughs) happen. You know, everybody's bad at proofreading. It's like you you really got to, like, you know, make these things somewhat bulletproof and foolproof. So add that to the mix of puzzles. But, again, (laughs) that's what makes makes that industry so – interesting it's so sad when shit just like flops and you're like ah fucking damn it we spent a ton of time on
1: that <laughs> yeah i don't know the i have a kind of like dark point of view where it's like oh i guess if that restaurant flops there's a probably a new one going oh, yeah. to i this place mean, even just
2: like the idea of that menu flop it's like hey we're oh, not okay. doing things anymore we're actually changing the whole way that we the do our thing. order it's like oh for fuck's sake man like, we're going to chalkboards now. <laughs> no, you're, you're damn right. If a, if a place flops, it's usually for a, a – restaurants are weird because they're very risky for a lot of reasons. But more often than not, if they if they close, it's for some reason that was real, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. A
2: lot of the ones that close here in Raleigh is because they're, like – they're more concept than they are restaurant. Okay. And I'm glad to see that because they're not, they're not giving it any fucking peace of mind. It's just, hey, we'll come up with something that looks snazzy. But the food sucks, and the beer sucks, and the drinks suck. It's like, well, at the end of the day, you know, we don't have – again, this place is too small for shit that doesn't matter. <laughs> You're going to have to go to another city where you could just blend in and, you know, find some little pocket of people who get, who don't give a shit. The
3: mm-hmm.
2: place is too small for that.
0: Yeah, if you can't make it in a college town, <laughs> we're going to have to use yeah. in bar.
2: Yeah. yeah, Hillsborough Street's one of the weirdest spots in town. Is it? Yeah. Their places flip on Hillsborough Street like crazy. Yeah. And I think col- it's only because of the kids. <laughs> so yeah,
1: college kids don't have money. Guys,
2: they don't have money, and they're changing their minds all the time, and uh, yeah, restaurants uh, can't keep up.
1: Apparently, it was booming it was. when the drinking age was eighteen. That's it was true. a lot more booming. <laughs> and once it went up to twenty-one, they're that like, "Oh, been great." Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I would have actually come to Raleigh when I was 18. Yeah. We didn't come downtown for shit, man. There wasn't anything to do when we were yeah. in high school. <clears throat> even when our friends went to state, it was quiet as hell.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, there'd be keggers sometimes, but it wasn't.
2: House parties, but that's all yeah. Boone was. We didn't even have uh, liquor in Boone. We were only beer and wine until the year after I graduated. Yeah. So I was like, why the hell are we going to go out and drink beer? It was just get a couple of cheap shitty kegs and do the house party.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Carrie shuts down after nine or something. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: My folks are still in Carrie.
1: Okay. Is it starting to... It's blowing up in Holly Springs area?
2: Skateway? Yeah, all, everything everything around that area is just blowing up. Wow. <laughs> a ton of homes. <laughs> I was,
0: was going to start talking about Knightsboro, but like no one else wants to hear <laughs> yeah. about
2: that. This is the most niche
1: <laughs> we've ever
0: gotten. Get into alienating
1: those. all the audience.
0: the because Apex High used to be right across the street from the Bojangles on 64, and you would just walk down there when you could leave campus.
2: Is Wilmington seeing any of this kind of stuff? I got enough friends there to kind of like, they yeah. keep kind of waving me off. You know, like, nah, no, no, it's not that much. I was, I'm always, like, I would love to work on some beach stuff down there, but it's, mm. as many people are there, it's still, you know, it's still got that beach town thing where it's like, yeah, if it works, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? Dude, I there was a bagel place in Wilmington I uh, that needed a logo and I I pitched it and I was freelancing and I wanted just a fun cheap job uh, people will be mad at me I quoted him 500 bucks for the logo and a menu and helping him on the website that's nothing
2: stuff. to be mad
0: at and he was like uh, that's robbery he said "Oh, um, uh, that's you know our budget is like 75 bucks
2: whoa So that's a stamp <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a well made stamp.
0: I've seen their late their logo now and it's clip art. And hey, yeah. you know, that's what they want. That's what they want. But
2: beach, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: island I downtown Downtown's
2: life. a little different. They've gotten some great spots downtown that like that you could tell they put the, the time and money into. But yeah, if you're anywhere close to the water.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's all Yeah. No, that's that's why my day job is in Durham. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you commuting? Remote? No, I um remote that yeah
2: <laughs> some people do that they commute like from durham to greensboro for stuff i have no idea how they do that
1: oh
3: wow
2: they must well, really love podcasts
1: yeah it's a lot of audiobooks right there
0: maybe <laughs> yeah, listen traffic. to this
2: one tomorrow morning I was gonna say, I've got or a good whatever one you put
0: can, it out there yeah, yeah i've got a good one they can listen to um paul you got anything coming up you want to plug or
2: oh man um No, not for me personally. Uh, There's some stuff that's going to be opening in Raleigh. That'll be cool. Um, Working on this place, Alimentari, like an Alimentari is like a a small grocery store in Italy. Okay. And uh, the chef from one of the places in Durham, Mothers and Sons, uh, Chef Josh, he's teamed up with these great butchers to open this like little butcher shop and Italian sandwich joint. Yeah. And it's uh, a been designing everything for that, and I think we're gonna try and open like soft open by next week or something like that. Oh, so cool. That'll be cool. When it's is that Transfer opening up? Company. So, I like think...
0: the twenty fifth of September. So it'll be open by the time this comes out.
2: Yeah, it should be. Okay. They should be throwing some little tea jelly sandwiches around by
0: next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Something
2: like that. But that'll be cool. really cool. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, we're recording then... this
0: um, September seventeenth. It should come out um, probably middle of October. So. Go check that <laughs> cool. out. Uh, where can people find you online?
2: Oh, man. Uh, my website is paultorto.com. It is is going to be updated next year, so everybody can look forward to that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, I'm working on all the like photography and stuff for that. That part's oh, hard, nice. man. Yeah. You
3: know, your,
2: your website always gets the back seat. Right. Yeah. And when you're working in like the, the spaces and hospitality, it's always hard to do it the way you want. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. just post up a bunch of vectors, man. That's not how people live with my stuff. So I'm trying to photograph it and get it kind of in situ and stuff. So I'm working on that. So that'll be next year. So paultorto.com for my site and then at PaulTorteau on Instagram and the occasional weird science thing on Twitter.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, we're going to wrap up here. Thanks for joining us, Paul. It was a blast. No, dude, thanks for having
2: me. Man. Glad to talk to you guys finally. Love the show. Thanks, yeah, dude.
0: Yeah, thank we'll talk too. soon and maybe we'll grab lunch sometime I come up to the office. Sounds good. All right, let me Any do that. Anytime you in Raleigh, hit me up. All right, let me do the outro credits real quick. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you like what Courtney and I do with our guests, uh, you know, five-star reviews help a lot, help people find us. Uh, uh, if you got any questions or show ideas, email us at creatoringshow at gmail.com. How do you spell creatoring, Courtney?
1: <laughs> people wonder, yes. Okay. <laughs> Creator, C-R-E-A-T-O-R-I-N-G. Creatoringshow at gmail.com.
0: And um, our theme song is Everything Went Quiet and I Was Ate Again by Cat Beats um, Find them on Spotify, listen uh, It'll make your day better And um, Your food tastes Sweeter And you sleep a little bit better I, <laughs> I don't know You know, like, like We say most of the time We don't know what we're doing But it's fun doing it with you guys And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon
2: Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.